You're listening to the 94 Club Podcast with your host, me, James Hoover. If you wish to get in contact with me, hey, hit me up on the Twitter machine at Uncle Hoove. Or, if you're not into that Twitter garbage, hit me up on the email machine at jameshoover78 at yahoo.com. Now, here's your host, well, me. Holy sheep shit, you sexy, sexy, magnificent bastards. How y'all doing today? Um, I'm doing alright, despite the fact that I only got about two hours of sleep. And of course, like a like some imbecile, I decide, hey, you know what I should do on two hours of sleep? Is I should go for like a four-hour walk. Yeah, that was not that was not smart, because it's not even noon yet. And I'm already just, I'm, I think I'm done for the day. Um... You know, but I got a couple stories I want to share before we get into the meat of the matter today. And I'm going to let everybody know today's uh, feature part of the show is going to be wrestling related. So there you go, everybody. For all of you that are upset because I don't do wrestling content anymore, we're going to uh, take seven or eight minutes of your time and we're going to cover the Wrestling Society X finale. Uh, the last match on that show, which was uh, an exploding time bomb cage death match. Now, I posted a link on my Twitter to a rather grainy photo, or photo, a video of this just god-awful match. Uh, I wish I could find the DVDs, but um, I've, I've scoured Casa de Hoover uh, my old DVDs, I mean, there it's one wall of my bedroom is complete floor-to-ceiling DVDs. I have about five or six totes in the basement full of DVDs, another shelf out in the living room. I mean, I just couldn't find it. Maybe I lent it to somebody and never got it back, but I, I checked through all that twice, couldn't find it, so I have to accept the shitty quality YouTube video that we're about to watch. But before that... I was, uh, I was coming home from work Thursday. Thursday was a really odd day because I got up. I was in a really good mood, of course, because it was the last day of work uh, before I had to go on vacation. Or I had to go on vacation before I fucking chose to go on vacation because, you know, fuck the man. Like, they don't need me. The man doesn't need me for a week and a half. One second. Sorry, I didn't want to belch right into the freaking microphone and ruin your Saturday. But so I get home and um you know let you on a little little peek into my mind. The first thing I do when I get home from work every time is immediately get my work clothes off because yuck, gross. And, uh, I mean, I'm a guy who changes my socks three times a day because I just, I do not like the feeling of, of, of being, um, unhygienic. I'm a very hygienic dude. So I get home. I, uh, I have now disrobed. Um, this isn't a sexual story. Don't worry about it. If, if, if you think it is sexual, that's, that's you, uh, imagining me naked. So that's your fault. Like, that's on you, man. So I'm headed to the bathroom with uh, a towel in hand and nothing on my body. 
I get into the bathroom. I I, I decide I think yeah this was a bath day I think because I was a little a little sore from running around at work. So I I had started a bath, and I hear like a frantic pounding on my door. First I hear it on my patio door, and then I actually hear it on my front door. Like like I'm like what the fuck? I just got home. What is happening? Why are there people wanting to bother me already? Um. So I open the door. I of course okay. Let me. Jesus Christ! This story almost got really bad. Let me let me give you the details here. I quick put a pair of flannel pajama bottoms and a Rob Van Dam shirt on to go answer the door. Woof! Had uh, you guys assumed that I was nude this whole time, this story would have gotten real rough real quick. All right, thank God. Woof. Sometimes I'm bad at storytelling, guys. Hang with me here. I open the door, and there's a little boy who I'm I'm really bad at guessing ages because anywhere between a toddler and 12 years old, it's you're it's as good a guess as any. All right, I'm gonna assume that the little boy was about six, and he had with him what I found out was his sister. Uh, she was maybe three. All right, so I was shocked. I'm like. Okay, there are two very young kids at my door. Um, I do not see parents. And the boy says, and I forget what the little girl's name was, but he said, me and little girl's name here have to use the bathroom. I'm like, what the fuck does this look like? A Walmart? This is not a, this is not a public bathroom. This is the lovely palatial hoover estates all right this isn't a public bathroom so then i hear the sound of um a couple of texts being sent to me on my phone because of course i didn't i didn't have my phone with me i was naked use your imagination and where i would put it um you know and it, and it's and it's really nothing for me to hear that that text message sound and completely ignore it because spoiler alert when you're an imbecile and you give your phone number away to some of your podcast listeners you tend to get a lot of texts a day and i think i'm you know i'm averaging quite a few texts a day and like i hear and if i don't feel like answering i don't answer it but at this point like i'm hearing it hearing it a couple times and I just tell the little boy, okay, hold on a second. I go uh, check my phone. And it is it is my wife texting me saying that her niece and nephew are about to show up and need to use the bathroom. Like, oh my god, why in the hell? That, I mean, all I'm saying is, like, that could have gone very, very wrong. Am I right about that? Like, cause I'm like, wait, am I getting set up to be on like to catch a predator or something here? Because, like, I, I man, I don't want, I, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't want any part of how embarrassed I would be if, like, I went to the door and I was like, even like, shirtless, like that would embarrass me. So, um, but previous to that. 
which that annoyed me already because like my wife knew that I was like either not home yet or just getting home and then just drop that on me like as it's happening that there's going to be people that want to use the want to use the bathroom like this is a fucking 711 or something like that but that's fine hey you know what that that was that was just kind of the icing on the cake but me and my wife had been butting heads all day long and here's another another peek behind the curtain and I've always said this steadfast rule on this podcast I'm not going to be one of those prick dudes cuz this is this is my pet peeve and I've told you guys this so many times but if you're listening to me new if you ever want to just make me really angry and you're a dude just start burying your wife for no reason like oh you're that fucking bitch <laughs> like guys who badmouth their wives to kind of get pops and laughs from their their other immature dude friends i have zero time for that and i've always said like i'm not gonna get on here and just like badmouth my wife but i am going to bring this up because i think it's i think it's important for me to share uh, I put out a tweet. What was exactly my tweet? Can we? Yeah, let's 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 get the context correct here. All right. Why does it keep asking me to type in my password every freaking time? Oh, I got a notification. Okay. Me and me and my friend Stace talking about Eurovision. You guys, ever watch Eurovision? It's about as. Re- it's about as uh, it's the musical equivalent of uh, the wrestling we're about to watch. Uh, God damn, I tweet. I've, I've been on a tweeting spree the last two days. I think it's because I'm I'm just lonely, guys. <laughs> I'm just I'm so lonely sitting here by myself every day. Okay, I said I need some help, my friends. Earlier, out of nowhere, my wife was insanely mean to me. We fought, and now she's being insanely nice and pretty much pretending like nothing happened. Two questions. Number one, just roll with the niceness and move on. Or number two, or not or number two, the second question was, is my wife an emotional terrorist? Now, let me... Holy man, sorry about that earphone, headphone wearers. I just dropped my mic uh, right onto my Peter meat, so that's fucking tremendous. I man is is old Hoove your old pal here is he the only guy that could hit himself in the nuts while doing a fucking podcast like I'm pretty sure that that might be a podcast first I don't think I've ever done that and we are like 1350 hours into my podcasting career and I don't think I've ever nailed myself in the mailbox uh, on the fucking podcast Okay, anyway, so me and my wife, we were we were fighting, and we do not fight. My, I mean, me and my wife are opposites in a lot of ways. And one of those ways is the fact that I'm, I'm very uh, kind of energetic and hyper and emotional. And my wife is, like, none of those things. She's, like, the most level-headed, kind of unwilling-to-show-emotion person that I've ever met. She's very very cold, very calculated about everything and I think I've seen her cry twice. Um 
thank God neither of them were because I was being an asshole to her. But we were just butting heads this day, and it wasn't. We weren't even fighting about anything. Like nothing. Nobody did anything wrong to anybody. But all of a sudden, she just started being ungodly mean to me, and I was, you know, I was. I mean, I'm, I'm a human being. I could, I can have hurt feelings once in a while. But it wasn't even like I had hurt feelings. I'm just like, I was more confused than anything. Like, what the fuck is happening here? So, when it came time to be later in the day, and, like, my wife kind of bombarded me with these small children, like, I think that was the point where I'm like, okay, what the hell? She, like, do I exist today? Because I was about ready to crawl in the bath, about ready to start enjoying my day, and we had just got done fighting uh, hours earlier, and it was still really tense most of the morning. And just, and I mean, just to to further give you more information, yes, me and my wife also uh, uh, work together. So it's probably lucky that we're best friends because, man, the potential for fighting is uh, it's probably doubled if you work together. I would imagine that's like, how do I miss you if you never go the fuck away? Is probably probably a pretty good rule of thumb for our relationship, but. After after a morning of, of fighting and everybody else being very uncomfortable because she's, like, legitimately angry and yelling and uh, saying not very nice things to and about me. And I kind of, because I was, a, you know, a, some of this happened at work, so I was just trying not to sell it. I'm just like, cool. I need to get back to work. Because I would, you know, I'm, I want to be professional. That's not, that's, work is not the time and the place for uh, shit like that. For drama. For personal drama. But the rest of the day, she just kind of no-sold it. She just kind of act like it didn't happen. Which is why I'm like, okay, what in the hell? Do I just roll with this? And she even made me my favorite dinner. Which was, uh, I, I'm a big lasagna fan. You can't go wrong with lasagna. It's my favorite dinner. She made me that. Yesterday, she came home with a dozen roses and, like, set the vase on my desk and just said, Happy vacation. Which is also very uncommon for my wife. She's not a big... She's not a big kind of sentimental, emotional, gift-giving person, which is one of the reasons why I love her so much. Because, I mean, coming up here in, what are we, May 12th? Okay, my birthday is June 11th. And I am hoping to God that my wife just lets me put a lock on my door on June 10th. And she will just maybe slide a sandwich or something under my door. Maybe, like, funnel some chips through there. I'll uh, I'll make sure to have a couple of sodas cooling on the windowsill. And I hope she just leaves me alone and, and, and doesn't make a big deal about what it, which is a, a, what they would call a monumental birthday. Um, I'll tell you right now, the number has a zero at the end of it, so it's kind of a depressing big deal, but...
Not looking forward to that at all. So for my wife to just kind of no-sell everything and... Like, in a way, it just kind of almost felt bad because it's like you didn't have to get flowers or you didn't have to make a big elaborate dinner or anything like that. All you had to do was say, hey, I was having a bad morning. I got over emotional. I apologize. Because, goddamn, I have to do that to people a lot because I am a very emotional person. I mean, you can probably, for those of you who know me, you can probably tell, like, if I like you, I'm going to shower you with love and praise. You get that on the podcast quite a bit. And if I don't like you, I am going to go, hey, um, how about you not talk to me because I don't, I'm not really, I'm not really digging your vibe. I don't like the cut of your jib. As a matter of fact, fuck off, get out of my face. Um... A little sidebar story on that. I think I tweeted this out too because I just wanted people to kind of laugh, especially the the people who work with me and know that this is 100% the case. I kind of feel bad when people say that they find me intimidating. I, and I get that so much at work. People say the people have told me you are by far leaps and bounds the most respected and feared person here, which is kind of funny because i think i've said this already but like when my review rolls around it's usually you're the best worker we have but you're kind of an asshole here's a big bag of money (laughs) but yeah so i don't know where i was going with that there's a kind of a sidebar deal but but yeah like that that tends to that tends to kind of get to me a little bit oh because i was saying like um as a story, I got to I got to work one day, and my boss was being very panicky, very stressed out. And I mean, I basically I basically do warehouse work. I mean, that's essentially what I do. So, like, I don't look at that like I look at that as like, hey, I'm just happy to be making twenty dollars an hour doing this crap. But you know. I don't think that I don't think that the job I do is worth panicking for because I know what I can do and I know how long I'm scheduled for I'm going to work as hard as I possibly can and if the job doesn't get done I there's not much I can do other than work as hard as I can the rest of that's not really my fucking problem or it's not my fault, and there's really nothing I can do about it. So I even had tweeted out that day, um, just want a nice drama-free day. So I punch in at 4 o'clock, and by 4.07, because I looked at my watch afterwards, so this is probably closer to 4.06, um, an argument that I don't remember what it was about ended with me telling my boss Hey, this isn't all about you, motherfucker. So, like, at the same time, I get it that people (laughs) find me intimidating when I'm calling my boss a motherfucker at 4 o'clock in the morning, seven minutes into my shift, right in front of everybody. 
which is a very unprofessional thing to do, by the way. But we were arguing, and you're not going to win an argument with me. It's just going to end badly for both of us. Both both parties will be disqualified. It's gonna if you try to argue with me, if you try to if you if you try to make me too stressed out, it's going to escalate very fast, and it's always something I've had a problem with. And it's the same thing on the other side of the coin. When I get over uh, over happy, if you want to use that as a term, like people always tell me, like, God damn, you should probably just shut up for a while. You're annoying. You're too much. So it's fine. So like, I could, sometimes I feel like I can't win. But yeah, that was um, that was the deal with my wife, and that's uh, that's why I'm very, very, very thankful throughout like a lot of my adult life like actually my entire adult life that I have a really good core group of female friends so when stuff like this happens rather than just me going out and just saying oh that's that's women for you women are emotional hormonal bags of anger and blah 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 you know rather than just like getting frustrated and just saying like inappropriate sexist bullshit i just ask some of my female friends i'm like what do you think about this tell me what i'm missing so that i don't miss it anymore because like i don't like my marriage isn't about whether i'm right or i'm wrong my marriage should be about like if i'm feeling like this way she should know about it because if she cares, she would care enough to not want to make me feel terrible, make me feel like an idiot, or just yell at me for no reason. Because, man, I'm on her side, and she's on my side, right? And I've always used this rule. I tell anybody this that's in a relationship, and it's a really good rule to use. If you're feeling like you're going to butt heads with your significant other, and you know, and you can pinpoint what it is that's pissing you off... Um... Wait 12 hours. Wait 6 hours. Wait 1 hour. Just don't address it when you're mad about it. Because if it's an important enough thing to address in an hour, then wait an hour. And you'll come at it from a more level-headed point of view. And I try to do that. And usually I succeed with that a lot in my marriage. And not so much at work. Because you can't just tell your boss... Fuck off, go away for an hour, and then come back, because that doesn't work. So, long story short, I really appreciate uh, the the friends that I have that are willing to realize, hey, this 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 human being, this this Hoove, this James Hoover, uh, he's not he he's at least he's at least trying, because I always want to. At the very least, be given credit for trying, because it's it's tough right now. Twenty eighteen's a tough year to live in socially, because I, in case you didn't notice, like we're kind of at a social war right now. Everything has to be argued argued from both extremes. So I I always appreciate having level headed friends that realize that I'm not trying to start a fight with anybody ever. I'm trying to learn. And I know I always appreciate it when when people think enough of me to ask advice or talk about something. Because goddamn, we we all know by now, 
I'm pretty qualified to talk about crisis in life. <laughs> uh, anywho. Um, yeah, and also little kids, the last, and it's happening again today, where little kids are playing in my lawn, which I know that sounds like the oldest, the, the, like I'm officially an old man because like I'm complaining about the weather now. Um, I, I don't like little kids on my property. And it's not that I don't like little kids. If a little kid asked, excuse me, mister, like it's like the, like it's leave it to beaver or something. Excuse me, mister, shucks all darn, do you mind if I play on your property? I would say, yeah, go for it, dude. I mean, I don't have a real spacious lawn, but it is like, it is free of debris and trees and shrubbery and shit like that. So, yeah, if you want to, like, throw a frisbee on my lawn or, you know, play some football or play with your little race cars or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what kids do nowadays. But that's fine. I'm, I'm, I would 100% of the time say, cool, just don't wreck my shit. All right? That's all I, I work very hard and I bought a lot of shit and I want to I wanna preserve it for as long as possible. <clears throat> but I think my problem is, is like, I, I'm looking around and kind of like Thursday where all of a sudden two kids show up at my, at my door. I'm like, where the fuck are these kids' parents? Where are they at? Because I'm just going to assume maybe incorrectly, maybe quite often incorrectly, that if there's little kids playing on my, on my lawn and I look around, I'm like looking up and down the block going, I don't see anybody other than me that's taller than three feet. I mean, my wife is about three feet. <laughs> so I'm just assuming that, like, okay, there's, this is this is a little rough. So then it just makes me uh, start to lose faith in my neighborhood. And I don't want to, like, think that my neighbors are irresponsible assholes because I finally got rid of the one across the street with the barking dog. Still no sign of Barky the dog or Barky the hellhound. Anywho... Um, let's get to the main event of this bitch. I've, I've talked your ear off long enough now. Oh, no, I'm not done talking your ear off yet. We're not to the main event yet. The ghost hunt for um, what will probably end up being Tuesday's podcast. But if I get excited enough, I'm going to release it early. You guys know that. And um, I'll record a podcast Tuesday, just like today. Today's a bonus episode. Woohoo! Because uh, I was just lonely and I, I had nobody to talk to, and none, none of my none of my new uh, online pals are streaming, or are they? Are they? I might want to I might want to get off and cancel this whole episode. Oh no! Like nobody nobody at all is doing anything. I follow like fifty fucking people and nobody's doing anything. So good for them. I hope they're enjoying their Saturday because I know I am. Anywho, um, the ghost hunt is scheduled for, you know what, I'm going to look it up right now. It's, it, I'm, I'm going to get up at about somewhere between midnight and, like, goddamn, at the very latest 2 a.m. Because I want to get out there. Um, let's see, tonight it's supposed to be... I just want to make sure, yeah, the winds are going to be low. Because I was going to go this morning, but it was really windy. So if I was going to do you know, attempt to do electronic voice phenomena recordings with my little Sony 
recorder. I mean, it was the same recorder that I used seven years ago to start my podcasting, believe it or not. Yeah, I used a handheld recorder back then. But it's 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 potent shit. It's a good, it's a $200 freaking voice recorder. So I got that charging up. Um, I dug out my, my old EMP meter, which uh, measures basically electricity in the air. So basically you can tell something's off if I go out on that bridge and it says something other than zero. If it says 0.1, you immediately go, what the fuck is this? So that's going to happen tomorrow morning. I'm going to try to even get out of here before my wife gets up for work. So that's going to probably freak her out because I haven't told her what I'm doing yet. Because if I told her, hey, I'm going on a ghost hunt, she'll make fun of me. And I don't want her to make fun of me. And I'll tell her everything about it after it's done. It's kind of like when I go storm chasing with my with my buddy. Like, I don't want to alarm her. I don't want to worry her. But I just say, I'm going storm chasing. <laughs> this is probably what this is. That my, my warning, she'll ask me, if she asks what I'm doing tomorrow, I'll just say, I'm going ghost hunting. And then she'll not want to talk about it. And <laughs> she'll... She'll, uh, she'll just drop it. I don't know. But yeah, that's, uh, that's scheduled for tomorrow. I'm ready. My body is prepared, and a lot of people have been asking about it. I think that they were just assuming that it would happen before Friday, since I said I was going to do a bonus episode. Um, that'll probably be Tuesday's episode, unless, of course, I can get it edited, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Then I'll put that up also as a bonus episode, and we'll just uh, do a regular Tuesday kind of kind of powwow. But anyway, let's get on to this Wrestling Society X bullshit. This ex- this fucking exploding time bomb cage death match. When I typed in exploding time bomb cage death match into YouTube, I was kind of surprised that this idea has been done to death in Japan. So, um... I was kind of surprised that this wasn't the only exploding time bomb cage deathmatch. They actually just ripped that off from Japan. But if you guys aren't familiar with what Wrestling Society X is, uh, I can't say as though I blame you, but... (laughs) It was a show that aired on MTV, and this was um, trying to take wrestling to a different edge. It was a lot of weird kind of stipulations. It was on MTV, so they had a bunch of musical artists do like guest commentary and shit. And like, I can't remember any of them because even in because this had this this is all 2007. But uh, like even in 2007 when I was younger, like I still wasn't like into mainstream shit. Like I was always counterculture. I tried tried to be. I don't know. But that's what this was. It was counterculture wrestling. It definitely wasn't taken seriously because the textbook definition of wrestling is, uh, uh, to me at least, is trying to tell a story between people using the wrapping of a choreographed fake athletic contest, if that makes sense. And to do it in such a way where you have a low suspension of disbelief heading into it. Because once you are once you have to go, this is silly horseshit, it then becomes something other than professional wrestling to me. 
this is definitely that. And I guess my question that I have following this, and you can watch along with me if you've, I put the uh, the link on my, my tweetster. It's a real grainy video, and I wish I could find the DVDs, but the amount of DVDs I have is ridiculous. I think I have something like five or 6,000 DVDs in this house, so like, pfft, after about 10, 15 minutes of trying to scour Casa de Hoover to find them, I gave up. Fuck it. Um, but yeah, the exploding time bomb cage deathmatch, and um... Let's see. I'm trying. I'm trying to stall because I'm setting my volumes. I don't want the. Uh, I want. I want you to be able to hear what's going on on the match, and I'll kind of move the volume up and down as I see fit. But um, yeah, it's a quick seven-minute, twenty-four-second video, and I think the four, first four or five seconds is a title card. So I'm gonna say three, two, one, play. If you want to watch with me, like uh, we're watching it together. Uh, when I say uh, three, two, one, when I say play. That's when you're going to hit play. So, here we go. Three, two, one, play. WSX Exploding Cage Match. Are you guys ready? Okay, how loud is this? I've got to check my Okay, listen to this ring announcer here. Let me turn this up. Second main event match. And this fatal finale is... An exploding cage time bomb death match. I don't know why this dude feels any like. Let me try to let me try to describe the ring announcer the best I can. He has Beetlejuice kind of black and white striped pants on. He's wearing suspenders. He has a cane. He's wearing a hat, and like he's an announcer that like you feel like is yelling at you. He's he's trying to be overly intimidating. And here comes Team Dragon Gate, which I don't know anything about the two, uh, the, the, the tag team guys, but if you're not watching along, it's two uh, Japanese kind of light heavyweight guys uh, with a very, very uh, intimidating looking kind of suit wearing, uh, shade indoors, shades wearing, you know, people that wear shades indoors, you know, you can tell that they're, they're bad guys, they're heels because they're wearing sunglasses inside. Um, and they're wrestling M Dog 20 and Teddy Hart with the tag team name, The Filth and the Fury, I believe. Uh, they didn't put the title card on there, so we don't know who it is. The production levels on this were varying. I think the ring was. Oh, there it is, The Filth and the Fury. But man, the ring for Wrestling Society X. Like, it's. It doesn't necessarily have ring aprons, so you can see kind of underneath the ring, and they have like cool lights and shit that are flashing under there. So, like, I think the production value there is really good. And here we go. The match starts with uh, big burly security guy uh, attacking M Dog 20, which leaves both members of Team Dragon Gate in the cage against Teddy Hart. Now, the rules of this match are. Um, quite simple and complicated all at once. I, I'd say they're simple rules, but they're just ridiculous to, to hear somebody explain to you. Uh, two of the four sides of this steel cage are coated with explosives. So when you throw a guy into the cage, um, ex- like explosions go off, which is basically just pyrotechnics, but you know, suspend your dis- disbelief for a while. 
and uh, let's just pretend like they're explosives. So how do, how you win the match is uh, you incapacitate your opponents enough to where and everything in this match, by the way, is just like a big kind of diving, weird, like acrobatic spot, which is when Teddy Hart wrestles. That's that's all you're gonna get. But oh oh, they were teasing a power bomb into the cage there. But how you win is incapacitate your opponents enough to where you can climb into the rafters of the building. There's a big button up there, and when you hit the button, a ceiling lowers down on top of this cage because the cage doesn't have a ceiling. It's just four walls around the ring. And then when the ceiling is, is fully lowered, whoever's left in the ring gets blown to smithereens. And that's how you win, is you... <laughs> is you murder your opponents. Now, if you're listening to this, I, I will. Uh, you're probably going to say, well, that sounds fucking bloody and gory. It's not really. It's just all pyrotechnics, and I don't think anybody actually bleeds. But uh, that's another thing about Wrestling Society X that I just noticed right there is they'd go to a commercial break on MTV, and then they would show you highlights of what you're about to see. And, man, there's a reason why nobody else did that in wrestling and oh here comes the bodyguard guy and now's when the shit starts to really get real the referee's like hey motherfucker you can't come in here and the, <laughs> and the bodyguard turns around kicks the ref in the stomach and ddt's his head to the fucking mat so now the ref is out and now teddy hart is climbing into the rafters of the building tight roping and you think oh he's gonna hit the button and lower the top no he does a shooting star press from the roof of the building into the ring and now everybody's down including the ref and uh the evil uh mr fuji knockoff manager so so far we've had no explosions but um, that isn't gonna last long we get a bunch of them here in almost rapid fire succession because we only got two and a half minutes left in this match and these are the kind of matches i like because they're quick to tell a good story oh oh tease in the spot there we're we gonna get it ducks the clothesline rolls through and handspring elbow the guys move he hits the cage a bunch of pyrotechnics and smoke go off as he hits the cage and he has been blown up um yeah <laughs> this is some ridiculous shit all right so the referee uh um, not the referee the referee is kind of trying to get back to his feet here the evil manager is lining up something Looks like he's going to kick him. No, he just shot a fireball into Teddy Hart's face. So, so Teddy Hart now has burned eyeballs. And he's selling the fact that, ouch, uh, there's fire in my eyes. Okay, so now the manager takes the blinded ref, shoves him into Teddy Hart, who can't see, so he just power bombs whoever it is. Seriously. <laughs> How ridiculous is he now saying, They blew up the referee! He's down! He might be dead! And the and the 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 guest announcer, he he's been killed, seriously. Okay, so Alright, here here comes another explosion.
Okay, so now the now the, the member of Team Dragon Gate has hit the button. He's quickly gonna try to get the fuck out of there and climb down. Uh, Teddy Hart, the referee, I think, is still in there. Both members of Team Dragon Gate are out. Yes, this leaves the referee. And that's how Wrestling Society uh, X went off the the air forever. That was the last thing that Wrestling Society X... I don't even know if that aired, to be honest with you. Because I know there were 10 episodes on the DVD set that I bought. And only 8 of them aired. So that might have never made air. But, man, the effect at the end there was... I mean, the, the, the effect of the pyrotechnics were really cool. When they, when they lowered the... When they started to lower the, uh, I, I should have turned the volume up for there. Like I, I missed time that, but um, no, fuck it. Let's go back to it. Because <laughs> I think that I think it's it's a cool stunt. It's a cool looking stunt with all the. so fucking good like they they do like a little camera shaking effect and like there is enough pyrotechnics that when it goes off you can not see the ring they blew probably fifteen thousand dollars worth of a pyrotechnic load all over teddy hart m dog 20 and that referee so like i had said before man Shit like this shouldn't be <laughs> obviously taken seriously, but it is fun. Um, you know, and that's, I mean, we got stuff like Lucha Underground now. I don't watch that too much. I know it's on Netflix. I should start watching it more, but I just, I don't know. I just don't. I'm just kind of wrestled out for probably a lifetime. But, man, once again, let me know what you guys think. If you had to pick right now, would you rather go see a live show like that where it's just ridiculous? There's explosions. They had a they had a match on Wrestling Society X where they had a piranha tank. And you you could win by throwing your guy into the piranha tank. And I like it cuz one guy like kind of accidentally like the only thing that was in uh, the tank was his ass cuz he was kind of holding on to the sides of the tank with his arms and his legs were draped over one side so like his ass was dangling in there and just hearing the announcers go they're eating his ass <laughs> like <laughs> like shit like that is ridiculous but i mean would you rather see that with just kind of ridiculous just weirdness or would you rather see an event with um really solid wrestling uh 30 minute matches and shit like that because my answer would be uh you want a mix of both i think you want a little bit but if you had to choose one if you had to just pick one 
Would you do serious uh, simulated athletic competition or would you go just blow the fuckers up? <laughs> um, you know, hit me up on my email or my Twitter or, um, um, you know, I'm an idiot because I've already, you know, I've already done it once before. Hey, even hit me up on text, 715-864-9123. Go ahead and send me a text that I probably won't reply to. But um, yeah, let me know. I'm interested in what you guys think about that. And for those of you who have joined recently and just heard me talk about wrestling, hey, it is what it is. I'm going to talk about a little bit of everything on here. So I think that's it. I think that's it for the rare Saturday bonus episode Everybody have a great day. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with the rest of my day. It's probably going to consist of uh, watching baseball, um, doing some dishes, and hopefully uh, getting some rest because I'm going to get up super early tomorrow and I'm going to go make green eyes my bitch. Actually, uh, um, um, a... Uh, I, you know, I shouldn't joke about that because this, like, <laughs> like seriously, I'm, I, 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 I do think that ghosts and like the afterlife. I think there's definitely something there. And uh, I was watching uh, a Twitch stream yesterday, and a girl, Christina, who's awesome, she said, uh, "Just be careful. Don't." like let the negative energy get to you or something like that and like it she's 100 percent right on the money but uh yeah i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna try to have a nice cool collected head uh, i'm gonna try not to i'm gonna try to be level-headed i'm gonna try not to just get freaked out and let my mind play tricks on me i want to be very cold very calculated and i actually am i'm not doing this to be funny i'm well, i'm doing it to be fun like i think it's interesting and I want to provide good audio content for you magnificent bastards. But yeah, I'm a little a little anxious, but I'm going to try not to be because I don't want I don't, I don't want the the setting to get into my head because uh right around that area there's like actual like kind of hot springs too, so it's always kind of super foggy down there. And uh the bridge isn't super accessible, so it's kind of a pain in the ass to get to. And it's very rusted. I'm surprised they haven't just torn that bridge down. But like vehicles cannot drive across it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure to stick around until sun up, just so I can get some pictures of this bridge for you guys. And I'm gonna put them on my tweeter. So look for that in the next 24 hours, hopefully. That's it. I'm gonna get the hell out of here. And in order to do that, of course, I need to say a thing, and I need to press a thing. And the thing I say is goodbye now. <laughs>